I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to the Rugby Pass podcast. We're getting close to Christmas, but we're not quite there yet uh, today. However, we're very honoured to be joined by uh, the one and only Ricky Fluti, uh, former Lions tourist and 2009 man who plied his trade in both New Zealand and uh, the UK, of course. And what a week it has been for the Lions. Warren Gatlin finally announcing his coaching staff. And uh, I don't know, uh, Rick, I just feel somewhat that it is underwhelming considering the coaching talent in the North, but you might have a different point of view. Um, well, to be honest with you, I, I actually haven't uh, really had a look at uh, the, the coaching setup with um, with the Lions, but, uh, you know, with, with Gats there, um, I'm sure, uh, you know, he's a pretty strong leader and he can, um, you know, use use the coaches around him to, to get the job done, you know, and I'm sure that's what he's doing. And he's got, you know, um, Borthwick there uh, in amongst that who was... Uh, one of my uh, captains when I was uh, playing for England, and and uh, apparently, you know what I what I've heard, you know, through his time at um, at uh, Saracens and also in England, he's been doing a fantastic job. So I'm sure he'll be able to offer something um, for those guys, you know, uh, coming over here. Well, it's no surprise that he's gone with Rob Howley, who's been his able deputy with Wales for so long. So I think we guess that was always going to be the case. And Borthwick, as you mentioned, Farrell there as well. But, I mean, I guess what I want to gain from you today is an idea about how that system works with the Lions. I mean, it's such a unique tour. It's such a unique team. Uh, Warren Gatlin, the head coach, yes. But considering the number of personnel on tour, the size of the management team, you've got to have able deputies doing specific things. Was that the way you found the coaching set up when you toured? Yeah, um, yeah I, th- I, think, I think it was. I mean, I can only talk on my experiences in, in, in 09 and um, you know, probably the best thing that they could have ever done um, before we went over to um, South Africa um, was they, they, they called off, we, we had a dinner out uh, maybe two, three nights before we were heading out. And uh, the next following day, we we're supposed to have a, a yachting, uh, team bonding type uh, type day. So uh, on our way back from that dinner, back to the hotel, at about, I don't know, it must have been about 10, 11 o'clock or something, they uh, made a call that everyone had to, they were going to cancel the, the yachting and they were going to, um, everyone had to meet in the bar. So uh, what, what happened was, we all went, changed and went back to the bar and it was, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night and uh, we basically sat there and drunk 
until six in the morning, <laughs> and uh, that was probably the best thing they did because straight fr- fr- from that bonding, from those you know those drinks, we got to know each other on a different level. Um, you know, everyone came together, gelled together, you know, amazingly well, and it was quite interesting that the dynamics, you know, being a uh, being a Kiwi boy, you know, watching you know the Welsh, the the English, and the Irish, you know, and the couple of Scottish boys that were there. Um, you know, how they sort of, how they worked and, you know, having a few drinks, you know, I, I know the Welsh love the, love, love, love the alcohol, eh? So <laughs> the Welsh and the Irish, you know, so they weren't, you know, the, the Welsh weren't going to bed first, the Irish were tucking into their beers, so they were, you know, they, they, they were going hard and, um, and it, it actually, it actually worked really well because by the time we got over to, to, to South Africa, even though we lost the series, but you know we we were we were we were together as one, you know, going over there, and it, it was it was just an awesome trip. Well, how did you feel? Because given the legacy of the Lions, you go back to eighteen eighty eight, I think it was, or nineteen oh two, whatever the first tour was to New Zealand, and and being a Kiwi boy who represented England, uh, and a boy from Pitanora as well, up in uh, the wider upper here. I see your Lions jersey still in the Pitanora Hall as well. They spelt your name three different ways on the, on that jersey as well, three different ways for Ricky Flutie. But I, I wonder though how you felt about the tour. Did the magnitude of what you were about to embark on uh, hit home with you early, or was it during that bonding session, those times where you got to look around and finally realise what was at stake? Yeah, I mean, going back a year before I even got that opportunity, um, you know, I hadn't even played a game for England yet, but I knew I may have had a sniff uh, in getting that opportunity to play for England. And I sat down and wrote wrote a whole heap of goals out, and one of those goals was actually, okay, I want to, you know, I may have an opportunity with England, but I want to go on the 09 Lions tour, you know. And I, I, I set these goals and, and put out plans in terms of, you know, paying for my own nutritionist, paying for my own sprint coach, because these are all the things that I needed to work on. So I invested in myself and just went hard to to, to get to that point. And 09 came around and I got that opportunity. And it was just, uh, it was just, it was just, you know, amazing. I'd put in all that hard work and, you know, I showed people, hey, okay, yeah, I'm that outsider, you know, from from, from New Zealand, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train my ass off, work hard and be as professional as I, as I could be and be better than that other fella, you know, that, that I was going up against. And I got that opportunity, and it was, it, it was awesome. And, and the, uh, uh, yeah, it was probably, uh, probably maybe that moment, maybe that moment having a few drinks and sitting down and looking at all of these, you know, sitting down with um, O'Driscoll and Simon Shaw and all of these legends, you know, of the game. Um, and having that opportunity to rub shoulders with them and, and, and learn off them, just like I did when I was playing for the Hurricanes with Jonah, Cully and Tunner and everyone else. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it was an amazing experience. And, and there, I thought, well, no, no, this, this job ain't done. I need to, if I get my opportunity, my next goal is to get on that field, mm-hmm. you know. I want to be starting, you know. So I had to do whatever I, you know, I had to do what I, whatever I did to, to, to get on the field. And I actually nearly... Um, uh, nearly got sent home, you know, just through injury. So in one of the midweek games, I um, I hurt my my knee, and it blew up something chronic, and um, and I was actually going to go out that night, and then I sort of walked out with my gears on, going out to have a few drinks, and I was oh nah, better ice my better ice my, ice my knee because it's not right. So I did that, did my icing protocol, stayed up. You know, I woke up every two hours and iced it for 20 minutes or whatever it was. And, um, and then the next morning, it was still, you know, massive and fat. And 
and I actually convinced the um, our doctor to um, just drain the fluid out because structurally, I said, structurally, it's all right. Mate, it's, it's just all that fluid in there that's giving me grief, you know. <laughs> Let's get rid of it because I knew that they were talking in the backgrounds with mm-hmm. the coaches to, oh, well, he's no good to us, we'll send him home, you know. So I said, no, no. You talk, <laughs> you talk to the, um, you talk to the, um, uh, the, 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 surgeon the surgeon back in England. Yeah. You talk to him and see if it's all right just to take that fluid out, and I'll just crack on and see how we go. Sure enough, they went through that process, did that, and uh, took the fluid out. Three days later, I was playing again, and I did all right. And then the third test, I started in the third test, you know, because uh, Jamie Roberts got knocked out or something like that. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those tours, and I know that we're, you know, everyone's excited about this New Zealand tour, and we saw what the Lions did for New Zealand rugby in 2005, and and how wonderful that <clears> series was, and and of course all the midweek games. And, you know, I I still remember that game against New Zealand Māori and Hamilton, which I think was the best game of the tour. It was just an incredible atmosphere, an incredible match, so close, and the celebrations afterward were wonderful as well. But was there a defining moment on the Lions tour in 2009 for you where you realised just how big a deal this was? Yeah, well, going over there and, you know, walking out of the hotel or going down to the foyer and there's, you know, and knowing that we've got 35,000 tourists mm. come, you know, made the effort to come over and support us and they're everywhere. They're in every bar we're at and, 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 and we weren't uh, hiding anything, you know, when it was time to switch off, just like when I was in the Maldives team. Switch on, switch off was a massive thing, mm. you know. Um, when it was time to switch off, we'd switch off and do whatever we wanted and enjoy life, you know, and the, and the company and the people around us and the supporters. So we didn't go and hide and, and, and go to another bar. We, we enjoyed the company of all our supporters and, and, and uh, had a few beers with them, you know, and thanked them for, for coming over. And I suppose that was that moment when you know, whoa, all these people are coming over and watch us, you know. <laughs> and then you sort of, oh, shit, I better, I better perform. I better do my, I better do my thing, you know. Which is another sort of, uh, you know, gives you that uh, extra spark and energy. Well, but as a Kiwi, and and you would know this because when you play in New Zealand, and and the All Blacks, I think, experience this as well. Ninety five percent of every home game are New Zealand fans, and uh, but because you've had that time in Europe and also playing for England, you understand an atmosphere when forty forty five percent of the fans are travelling fans. Yeah. And with the Lions series, it's probably the only international series in the Southern Hemisphere ever where you know that at least a third of the ground is going to be Lions fans and they're going to be loud and they're going to be passionate. What is the atmosphere like for a player to play in front of Lions fans? Oh, it's just unreal. You know, I, I remember going out uh, in, the, in the third, third test against, England, uh, against um, South Africa and, uh, you know, mate, just looking around, there were so many red jerseys all around. And there was this, I remember vaguely, there was this massive, um, they knitted or sewed this big um, big rugby jersey. It was huge, you know, that filled up a big part of the stadium, you know, and that was getting passed around. And, uh, you know, you, as, as a player, you know, you take that stuff in before you play because that's what gives you the energy. You go, mate, these fellas have come to watch me, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them what I've got, you know, and that's, that's, part of the motivation <clears throat> we've seen uh, at times that the Lions can be a fractious affair because of the different personalities <clears throat> the different nations involved but even when uh, there were factions for Warren Gatlin in the last tour in that series victory uh, over Australia 
And you think about the big calls he had to make. I mean, leaving O'Driscoll out of a deciding test match, which was massive and so uh, widely reported on at the time. Is it, what is he up to? They won the game. They won the series. But I would suggest that all is not forgiven, especially from a player point of view, because there is no team, I don't think, more competitive than the Lions about getting that chance, getting that start. Did you feel that competition, even though you've mentioned that there was a great camaraderie, that you got on together, but you know, come side naming time, did you feel everything start to ratchet up from a tension point of view? You, I... Um Probably, I said very similar to the, the New Zealand structure. You know, when I when I come through age grades or, or New Zealand Maoris, you know, I, there are a lot of similarities to that tour and a tour. You know, and and being with the New Zealand Maoris team, you know, um, because of that camaraderie. You know, within the squad. And the thing is, is that um, you know, when it's time to switch off, like I said, hey, we enjoy each other's company. When it's time to switch on and, and game on and train on and play whether it's against each other or train against each other, we go hard mm. because that's how you earn that respect from mm. from, from your teammates, you know, and, and show them, oh, I want that spot as much as you, you know, and um, and you show that to them and, and, and with your with your actions on the training field and on the field, you know. So, uh, and then, hey, like I said, enjoy beer or whatever afterwards. Who was, the, who was the guy for you, uh, being that outsider and, and having that English allegiance? Were, were it the, was it the English guys that you naturally gravitated to on the tour or did you make a bunch of new friends, guys you might not have expected to have struck up a relationship with during your career up north? Yeah, um, I mean, hey, being, being a Māori boy, eh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, and, and the person I am, I, you know, I, I like introducing myself and, and getting to know everyone and anyone. You know, and and that's just me, and that's what I did going into that uh, into that tour. You know, I wanted to make sure I knew everyone, and 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 they knew who I was because yeah, you know, there was probably a little bit in in the in the back of all their minds that oh, who's this Kiwi fella? You know, coming into our team, coming into this team, that's not that's not how it should be. So, but hey, I was myself, and 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 probably I actually. Even in the England team, you know, I, I acted more hoarier than I than, than I could have actually been. You know, only 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 to see if they would accept me for the way I am. You know, I ain't coming in to be, you know, oh hello, how do you do? You know, yeah. mate, this is me, bro. If you if you don't accept me for the way I am, well then all good. You know, and and that's how that, that's how I roll with that. But uh, you know, um, initially I probably did gravitate to my comfort zone, and and Simon Shaw was very tight close mate of mine at, mm. at London Wasps in mm. England and uh, he was on that tour as well and you know he was a kuroko matu of, of, of the team and I hung with him but then uh, you know I, I got on really well when with, with with the Welsh and, and and the Irish guys you know very similar mindsets to, to us Kiwis you know in terms of how passionate they are with with um, you know with rugby and life and everything else and uh, I made some really really tight strong strong friends mm. you're going to get a chance to see them again in 2017, a lot of them at least. I know a lot of those legends will be out on New Zealand shores supporting the Lions. You're a Māori boy from the Wairarapa and you've played for New Zealand Māori. Uh, they have that game in uh, Rotorua coming up as well against the Lions. So is it a tough choice for you? Because I, I know you're as Kiwi as they come, but you've also represented England. You've represented the Lions. Uh, have you looked ahead to this tour and thought, Ricky, Hmm, I don't know how I'm going to feel when uh, the team runs out for those games, for those test matches. I don't know how I should feel, having been a member of, of such an, a prestigious team, 
but also a bona fide Kiwi boy. Yeah, um, you know, when I was over there even representing England, you know, I, I got this from the media every week, you know, uh, trying to suss me out in terms of <laughs> where's my allegiance, you know, is it before we play in England, uh, the All Blacks and... And, uh, you know, hey, I, I wasn't hiding anything, you know. I'd tell them, mate, well, yeah, I'm a Kiwi, I'm, I'm from New Zealand and and I love my country and this is me and I've got this opportunity because, uh, you know, I, I got offered this opportunity and uh, and my, my drive was, hey, I want to play at the, the, the highest level and play, play against the best players in the world and if England or the British Irish Lions are going to give me that opportunity, I'm going to take it, you know. And and looking, <clears throat> uh, even now, you know, watching um, watching England play, you know, I, I I'm, I've been absolutely loving their results, you know, that they've been that they've been doing. I've got a lot of mates still in that team, um, and also you know coaching the team. Uh, and it's it's uh, yeah, well, I don't know, probably looking forward to the Lions. Uh, a lot of free lunches, Rick. Yeah well, yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm waiting for those emails, cuz. Waiting for those emails to come through. Hey, but um, no, I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've got pictures all over my house with, um, you know, with, with me and my Lions jersey, you know, and, and uh, but hey, I've got friends in that team, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how I feel. I just, I just, I'll just probably, like I do with when, um, if it, England played um, New Zealand, the All Blacks. I just sit there and watch it and enjoy the game, mm. and and cheer on some of the mates of mine that I used to play play alongside. Mm. I, I cheer along them, you know. Um, but yeah, it is it is a it is a hard one. It'll probably be a hard one. Yeah, they'll probably give you a Land Rover to drive around in for the whole series, and that'll make the decision easy. <laughs> you got it. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, we look forward to it, mate. And uh, I look back uh, at your time. Well, I was very fortunate. I was over there in 2009, bumped into you at Santon yeah, at the hotel, hotel. during that yeah. tour. I was over there to watch the Chiefs get destroyed by the yeah, Bulls in the Super right. Rugby final. <clears throat> and, and I must admit, it was one of those great moments as a Kiwi boy. I just started out in my broadcasting career. And I don't know, immediately you relax around someone like you. I just saw someone in their element being part of a team, being so familiar to a Kiwi, but a part of this great Lions side, obviously battling their way through what was a tough tour. Mm. Uh, but you, you never looked out of place, mate. And I, I know you treasure those memories, and, and so you should. Yeah, hey, I, I do treasure those memories, you know, because, uh, you know, when you when you finish up uh, from, you know, in your playing days, you so, you do look back and, and remember all the awesome, awesome times. There were so many great memories <clears throat> uh, that, I, that, that I do cherish and... Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's bloody good, mate. It is bloody good. It's a great way to finish. Rugby Pass podcast for another week as we head towards the Christmas break. Ricky Flutie, former England international and British and Irish lion, and a died in the wool, wadded up a boy. Thanks for joining us today, brother. Yeah, kilda. Thanks for that.